Welcome to the Craft of Shadows podcast, based on the novel The Jewel of Nineveh by Dewish Basiti. Discover new content and subscribe to receive updates at craftofshadows.com. Now, on with the show. Chapter 11 The Coup. June pointed down the rails of the South Tunnel. There is a passage off the side just a short way down the tunnel. It leads straight to the Thieves' Guild. Time for some answers. Mano's eyebrows were knotted as he frowned. He led the way down the tunnel, hand on the wall as the light faded behind them. Soon he felt a gap and turned into a narrower tunnel barely two men wide, and he ran his fingertips along both walls as he went. Eventually, a glimmer of light appeared and grew as they walked towards it. The tunnel opened out into the larger brick-lined walls of the sewer, the stench of decay and human waste rising from the central channel where oil sheens sludged oozed past bearing unidentifiable slime-covered objects. An oil lamp was set into a cavity by a door in the wall, a streak of soot running up the wall above the flame. Manu knocked on the door in the pattern he had heard when he had first been brought before the thieves' court, hooded and bound. The word, a muffled voice from beyond the door. Thirteen doves? The lock turned and the door swung open. Manu stepped through and was immediately grasped by strong arms on either side. A large crowd of thieves clustered in front of the great podium of the court and heads turned to watch Manu struggling against his burly captors. Bring him to us. Simak was on the stage facing the king of the thieves and measuring the distance between them with a curved sword. The king of the thieves was poised tensely and had two heavy daggers drawn, one curved for slashing and the other with a wavy blade and an oily gleam. Manu was roughly dragged before the stage, but neither Simak nor the king of thieves looked away as they circled warily. Behind them, the left hand stood, cowed in silence, keenly watching the drama unfold. Treacherous dog? The king of the thieves snarled at Simak. I knew only to expect the worst of you, but I never thought you'd go this far. Manu felt his face flush, as pulse quickened. Why was I set upon? Did you know it was the ambassador of Nineveh? You've brought us to the brink of war, you idiot. Simak sniggered. War or not, it bothers me little, but keeping the fee for the assassination and then trading the stranger in for the false sultan's reward suits me very well indeed. Simak, treachery of that kind is not permitted within the Brotherhood. It is my duty as your king to enforce our code. If that means your head, then so be it. The king of thieves moved slightly, mirroring Simak's movements. Actually, 
I was thinking more of a wider redistribution of power. Left hand, what say you in this matter? Will you join me or stand beside a doomed king? The left hand drew a long dagger, half the length of a man's arm and flaring towards its tip. I stand with the king. He stepped forward and raised his blade to Simak, then stopped and coughed. He looked down at his chest and saw several bloody inches of a sword blade protruding from his abdomen. Puzzled, his head turned enough to see Bivar grinning at him and pulling his sword back out. The left hand crumpled to his knees, clutching his belly as if he could stopper the flow of blood. Bivar swung his sword and the head of the left hand rolled across the stage, blankly staring at the aghast cloud. Simak sneered. The redistribution begins. Let me be the first to welcome the new left hand of the guild. If I am to take the throne, who is worthy to take my old chair is our new right hand and complete the court. The muscle-bound giant slipped his metal bands onto his hands and started to climb onto the stage. The new left hand and Simak advanced on the king, who held them each at bay with a different dagger. And none of you has the courage to stand by your king. I think you'll find thieves are traditionally a dishonourable bunch. Not one man down here has the nerve to stand against us when there are two of us together. I believe our purpose is united. Is it not, my left hand? Bivar grinned and nodded his agreement. This is how it ends. I take the throne and I sell the boy to the sultan. Manu struggled against his captors, unable to break free. The next time we meet, Simak, will be the last day you draw breath. The king somersaulted back from the advancing pair and threw down a smouldering pouch. Simak and the left hand cried out and rolling off the stage as the bomb exploded, covering the stage in black smoke. Manu twisted his hip and stamped down with his right heel on the boot of one of his captors with the audible crack of small bones breaking, then jumped up and thrust both feet into the man and his shoulder to the one on his left, knocking them apart and to the ground. The smoke was rolling off the stage and the crackling of wood signalled a fire had been started. Wild cries rose from the crowd as they pushed and jostled for the exit. A small hand slipped into Manu's, tugging him down into the rolling smoke. Come on, Jum tugged harder and Manu dropped to his hands and knees. This way, follow and stay low. Jum led them under the stage, the fire burning harder now and the stage collapsing around them. Hurry, he crawled to the back of the stage and pushed aside some sacking nailed to the wall. Through here. Manu crawled through the narrow opening and into a rough tunnel he could barely get his shoulders through. 
Insistent pushes from behind propelled him forward. The restricted space so overpowering, he felt his heart starting to race and his palms slippery with sweat. Swallowing hard and panting, he forced himself to keep crawling until the tunnel widened out and he emerged into a low, domed space. He felt around in the dark and sitting up could reach the roof. It was too low for a man to stand, but after sparking a lamp alight, June did within a few inches to spare. Mano looked around, his heart rate dropping as he forced himself to breathe slowly. A collection of some bottles and jars and small boxes were arranged to one side and there was a pile of rags in the corner. Where are we? Welcome to my hole. Well, one of them. I feel safer if I can crawl into a secret place that grown-ups can't enter. Lucky you could just squeeze in. You dug this place? No, I found it by accident when I was hiding from someone. I forget who. Anyway, I crawled in and have been using it on and off for ages. Let me get this straight. You are hiding, a lone orphan, under the court of the Thieves' Guild. Jum grinned. It pays to be sneaky. Sure does. Manu sat back and bumped his head on the low ceiling. He rubbed his head ruefully. Is there any other way out? Jum shook his head and rummaged amongst his parcels and boxes. Here. Biscuits and some water. Make yourself comfortable. It's going to be a while before they stop searching for you outside. So it's as good a place as any to rest up before we can make a break for it. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Craft of Shadows podcast. More details at craftofshadows.com. Copyright 2020, Divush Pasiti and Victor Publishing. Title music by Turku, Nomads of the Silk Road, at turkumusic.com.